the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. Time for some headline news. Every news station or every radio station plays a little bit of headline news at the top of the hour. I do as well. But I find that the news media is just incredibly inept. They just tell the story without knowing the details. For instance, good news from the housing sector. Sales of previously owned homes jumped 7% in the month of March. It's more than the 5% increase most analysts had expected. Now, the National Association of Realtor spokesman Walter Maloney says national sales last month were 16% higher than one year earlier. We think this is marking the beginning of an expected spring surge. All regions are up double digit from a year ago because buyers are responding to the home buyer tax credit, and we have some pretty favorable affordability conditions in most of the country. Okay, here's what you got to know. He's right. There's some more affordable housing in parts of the country, but not all parts of the country. There was a good article yesterday in the New York Times about rent affordability or when does renting stop paying off as far as the cost savings and when does home ownership work? And there's areas like L.A. now where it's better to own a home for the next 10 years than rent for the next 10 years, but not all. And what I hate about the story is they're having someone from the National Association of Realtors comment on housing numbers. That's honestly like having, you know... Someone like a, a kingpin of a cartel commenting on the benefits of cocaine. Uh, yeah, it keeps you up all night and you could, you know, get more painting done if you're a painter. <laughs> yeah. But it's also incredibly addictive and not necessarily good for you. Uh, I'm not going to comment on cocaine, but I'll say this about the, the real estate guy. I, I think he's the wrong person to be commenting. And here's the real story with real estate. Where are we going to be a year from now when the government's no longer given subsidies? You know, if a farmer can grow a field of, of, of crappy potatoes, he only has to check on them once a month if the government's going to give them a subsidy for, you know, crappy potatoes. It doesn't mean they're ever going to be good. It doesn't mean he's going to ever become better as a farmer. Elsewhere in the world of news, President Barack Obama said today in a speech that he's keeping up the pressure for a financial overhaul. Fox News Radio's Jeff Monasono, reporting from Wall Street, has more. The president is expected to come down hard, essentially blaming Wall Street for millions of lost jobs and trillions of dollars in lost savings as he sells regulatory financial reform and the need for transparency on Wall Street and the protection for taxpayers against firms deemed out of control but yet too big to fail. We've talked to people here on Wall Street who think the president should back off, saying it's not his place to regulate the financial industry, but others who say they trust the president and think that Wall Street should be reined in on Wall Street in Lower Manhattan. Jeff Manasso, Fox News Radio. I hate your last name, Manasso. Tough name to say. But that's neither here nor there, Jeff. Okay, the angle on this story is President Barack Obama inside there said that Wall Street's to blame for a lot of job losses. You know what? He's right. But you know what? 
Wall Street's also to blame for a lot of job creation from the late 1990s through 2006. A lot of job creation. We would die without Wall Street as a nation because they fund everything we do. From government bonds to state bonds to, you know, our roads. Wall Street funds everything we do. Companies like Intel, they need money to build and and expand. They wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Wall Street. So it's easy to demonize. It's tough to know the truth. Thank you very much. And finally, not finally, today's National Take Our Daughters and Sons to Work Day. Fox News Radio's Todd Starnes reports. If you see a bunch of kids in the office today, don't panic. It's Take Our Daughters and Sons to Work Day. Kids get a chance to shadow mommy and daddy to find out what they do to bring home the bacon. Organizers of the National Career Day say it also builds community between schools and workplaces. Used to be limited to girls, but after 10 years, boys were added to the mix. By the way, grown-ups, be on your best behavior today. Little ears will be listening. In New York, Todd Starnes, Fox News Radio. And if I was president of the United States, it wouldn't be take our kids to work day. It would be put our kids to work day. I think we should put a rake in their yard, put them on the side of the road, and help clean up the society of ours that they are messing up and dirtying up. I think putting a kid, let's send him to Indonesia and put him in a factory in a sweatshop so he understands when he comes back to the United States in his fat little roly-poly body that he's uh, basically consuming McDonald's in, that, that it's tough out there for other kids. American kids are privileged. American kids are blessed. And what do we do? We turn them into roly-poly fat children who are going to be diabetic and die early when other kids in other nations are working their butts off to bring home the bacon to their family. I say we put our kids to work, not bring them to work. In Thailand, chaos on the streets of Bangkok, Oriental City. why I like that so much, but apparently in Thailand, they say, aye, 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 when they're mad at their government and things are turning dangerous and there's explosions going off. I say instead of taking our kids to work day, we should take our kids to Thailand Violence Day and show them what it's like out in the rest of the world. And being honest with you, I, I think the story here is we got it pretty damn good in this country. We don't have angry protesters in the street, not in my street at least. Now, we don't have prime ministers, you know, trying to dissolve parliament, new elections coming right around the corner. As an investor, when I tell you to invest in Asia, you got to understand Thailand's part of Asia. Indonesia's part of Asia. It's not as politically sound there as it is here. So you have to take on extra risk because they, they go, aye, 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 in the streets and they, 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 they get mad at each other. Anyway, I just I thought that was a good sound clip showing you that investing overseas may not be as sweet as you think it is. Need a dollar? It's not yet in the United States, but a close ally. It's trying a new incentive to get people to check that organ donor box on their IDs. Fox News Radio's Colleen Capone reports. Donating an organ could prove to be more profitable under a new radical plan to boost donor registration. People who sign up to be an organ donor in the U.K. could qualify to have their funeral costs covered for their families. Other ways to entice donors in the proposed plan include thank you T-shirts, mugs, and certificates. Incentives for eggs and sperm donation are also being considered. House Call for Health, I'm Colleen Capon, Fox News Radio. Boy, I don't even know where to go with this one. I love it. I love that in England you can get a T-shirt for giving up your heart for an organ donor. 
that basically says, smile, I gave my heart up today for an organ donor. I love that some people are going to be like, I really want a t-shirt that bad. I'm going to give my livers and my kidney and maybe I'll give my heart next week to get another t-shirt. I love that people are incentivized by t-shirts. I don't quite get it, but I love it nonetheless. Now, on top of that, I don't know really how I feel about this. You know, like, for instance, we can clone people in, in, in harvest organs from them. We're cloning them. They're not, you know, they're not being made out of babies and embryos. And Like, where does the moral line come? Where do we say this is inappropriate? Uh, how about if we can grow a heart in a test tube or in a laboratory or grow a whole person and just take that heart out of that whole person and throw away the body? Like, where does the line become weird and eerie and, and uncontrollable? I love the idea of selling your organs when you die. I love it. I think that's more than appropriate. I love the idea that you can have your funeral paid for. Now, it gets weird in the sense like, what happens if someone really wants that heart today and they kill you? So that's where it gets a little bit weird. And that's where it gets a little bit problematic. But I love the story that in Oregon, in, in the UK, in England, you can get a t-shirt if you if you donate your kidneys. I don't know why I find that so inappropriately loving and sweet and great, but it is what it is. Anyway, let's take a little bit of a break here. Get your calls on the show. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Earth Day, everybody. Go hug a tree. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. It's like finding a 20 in your inside coat pocket. All right, well, actually, it's more like finding a 10 in your Otherwise, inside coat pocket, it. but it still feels pretty good. It's the Rob Black Show on 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Hey, if you're one of those people who wears a sports jersey, like if you've got a San Francisco 49ers jersey and you're over the age of 25, I think you're a loser. Just FYI, and if you get excited about the NFL draft and watch and get pumped up and, and wear your clothes and go and yell at the TV, I think Darwin's coming for you. Let's get a phone call. Let's get Peter in San Jose. Peter? Hi. Hi, Robert. Hi, Peter. Do you have a sports jersey that you wear? Uh, I wear nothing but swag. Free clothes with advertising on it. Really? How do you pull that off? Day class A. Well, it isolated. Don't care. Okay. So, like, when you go out, like, if you hear that... Live 105 is having a, an event. You go to it to get a Live 105 t-shirt. Oh, no, t-shirt. no, no. I pick it all up secondhand. I mean, I'm the worst dresser. I mean, it's probably responsible for my total lack of, uh, you know, success and performance. But, Peter, you probably have dollar bills coming out of your pocket. Uh, because no, you're getting... not, absolutely not. Wow. Total failure. I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. Well, congratulations. Uh, the, the, I, the reason I'm calling, I wanted to ask, uh, I heard on a, uh, another show, financial show, uh, something to the effect that, uh, you know, Wright, R-E-I-T, you know, Real Estate Investment Trust, did, uh, you know, sh- sh- reflected some of the action in shorting, um, uh, you know, mortgage-backed securities. Yep. And uh, I didn't understand exactly how that worked because I wanted to tell somebody who is uh, invested in that, and I didn't want to make a fool of myself on how to explain it and what to look for are they supposed to have benefited or not? Or, you know, these are small investors, so can you explain the, what I'm supposed to understand about this? I don't know if I can or can't because it's a pretty broad topic that you're bringing up. But I'll try, and thanks for the call. 
there's there's things called REITs, real estate investment trusts. And I didn't listen to the show that you talked about, so I really can't comment on what they said. But real estate investment trusts are publicly traded or they can be privately held. So you as an investor could say, I want to put $100,000 with this company. And for instance, there's one called equity office properties. And they're publicly traded, ticker symbol EOP, and they got office buildings in New York and San Francisco and Chicago. So for an average person like you or me, we could buy $1,000 of it or $10,000 or $100,000, and we actually own office property in San Francisco, Chicago, and New York, and that's pretty cool. It gives you, the average person, the chance to get exposure to commercial real estate. Now, the downside of it is, um, what's the downside? Well, the upside is that you don't actually have a mortgage. You don't have 30 years of payment. You don't have to go out and get tenants. It's, it's done by a publicly traded company who does the management of it, and they share the profits with you. 90-plus percent in the profits go to you in a dividend form. It's pretty cool. They don't pay corporate taxes. It's a trust. I like that. I like that a lot. Now, there's also a different type of REIT. You know, I just talked about how you, we could own office properties in New York or Chicago or L.A., San Francisco, and I can't afford to go get the you know Transamerica building, but someone owns it, so I can buy the company that owns it. That's kind of cool. Now, with that said, the negative, or wait, wait, there's another type of REIT, the one that owns the offices themselves, and there's another one that owns the mortgages on the offices. So they basically, it's commercial property, and it could be commercial mortgages on, uh, you know, office space. It could be commercial mortgages on car dealerships. There's some car dealership REITs. Um, There's some commercial, you know, real estate on malls or apartment buildings. So, yeah, um, some people, when the height of the real estate bubble started hitting, they started to short real estate investment trusts that were publicly traded that were, they thought, you know, ultimately these companies overexpanded and they bought a lot of real estate in 2006 and it wasn't going to play out well for them. Okay. Okay. Where does this go? So to short, and I'm trying to tie up all the, the concepts here. When you invest in a stock, you typically buy it now and you want to sell it later. You buy low, sell it high. Now, when you short a stock, you can do the opposite, where you sell it now and you buy it later. And the idea is you think commercial real estate is going to go to hell in a handbasket, so you short a REIT, you buy it at $100, and you want to sell it to the stock market again at 50 bucks. So you've already bought it. You've already sold it. They sold it to you, and you're going to basically buy it back from them later because you have to you know, finish that deal. So to buy, you must sell. To sell, you must buy. So anyway, I think that's the basic idea of what that radio show was trying to get across. I don't know. It's tough for me to say without actually having heard it. Anyway, mamas, you going to make a little baby tonight? You're going to watch the San Jose Sharks and say, hey, honey, let's go back to the bedroom and make a baby. Which would you rather your kid be? A number one draft pick or a CEO? It's a pretty good question. So, CEO of Occidental Petroleum last year made $52 million. $52 million. He was the number one paid employee compared to NFL draft picks. Now, the number one draft pick made $47 million. Number four draft pick made $38 million. Number two draft pick, $37 million. So, now these are guaranteed salaries, so that's probably the better way of saying it. But one through ten all goes to the, the, the professional football players, except for number one. 
going to the CEO of Occidental Petroleum. Number 10 on the list. Surprisingly, who do you think the number 10 CEO uh, guaranteed pay was last year? It's a little bit shocking. It's not a Wall Street person. It's, it's Bob Iger from Disney. So some other highly compensated CEOs, Samuel Palomasano. He's the head of IBM, $20 million. William Weldon from Johnson & Johnson, $19.8 million in guaranteed money last year. Jay Fishman from uh, CEO of Travelers, a big insurance company, $19.5 million. So ladies, if you're going to make a baby tonight, probably the best thing to do, their first toy should be an abacus. Probably an abacus and a ledger. So start showing them what assets and liabilities are in my mind. Um, I think that's a good idea. So draft picks make a little bit more guaranteed money. But CEO is not too far behind, not too far behind. Um, <laughs> people will put bets on everything. This is funny about America. I love America. I love, I love, I love people. People are funny. Odds right now that Elin Nordegren, who is Tiger Woods' wife, odds that she will publicly announce her support for Europe in this fall's Ryder Cup are 10 to 1. <laughs> 10 to 1. And you can actually place that bet at Bodog.com. And I think that's actually a pretty good bet because her husband, Tiger Woods, plays for the United States. And she's not going to run around and, and cheer for Europe. I mean, she's just not going to do it. She's got class. I think she's got class. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just going to shut up and hit the dump button and go back 10 seconds in time and start the show all over. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Pretty interesting couple stories in technology today. I already talked about Hulu. I'm going to start charging $9.95 a month for old shows. But they're going to keep the new shows there for free. I think that's kind of a good story in technology because some people like Heidi. Uh, she's too poor to afford cable, so she hooks up a computer to her TV and she watches all her TV off Hulu. And now I'm creating fiction. I am creating fiction, but she does watch some TV shows through Hulu. Uh, but she's not too poor. She's not that poor. She's poor, not that poor. Anyway, um, yeah, I think the pay model's coming to the internet sooner than we want it to. I, I do. I think there'll always be pirates out there. Arr, I'm a pirate. So I wear an eye patch. Pretty good job. Go around getting booty. Anyway, um, there's always going to be free content out there. Some of it not exactly legal. But uh, I think that stuff will be tougher to interface with what you want things to interface with. And give credit to Apple. Incredibly closed system, the iTunes system is. Uh, but with that said, there's not a lot of pirating going on through their channels. Yeah, I guess there's more than I want. Yeah, there's, I'm, I strike that statement. Bad statement. There's plenty of pirating going on. Anyway, let's talk Sony PlayStation. The PlayStation's going to start streaming Pro Baseball. And I did a story on this last week about how Pro Baseball has come out with a great app. They've got an app that it's the Major League Baseball app that you have to pay for. It ain't cheap. But ultimately, if you want to watch the Oakland A's against the New York Yankees today, you can watch it. Or what will happen is you can watch, like if there's a big home run, they'll put a little video of that up But while you're streaming the audio, and then boom, they'll show you the home run. So they're not going to stream the whole video game to you. Too expensive. But they're going to give you some of it. And, you know, baseball's figuring out, they're really figuring out media, multimedia, on a smart level. Now, PlayStation owners, they're going to be able to sign up for MLB.tv. And they're going to be able to watch out-of-market baseball games transmitted over the internet. This is the latest in a series of digital distribution deals recently announced by Major League Baseball and other sports franchises. Now, Microsoft portrays its Xbox console kind of the same way, where it's, it's turning into an internet hub. I'm sorry, excuse me, an entertainment hub. 
towards everything else that's out there, your TV has got to. It has got to pull in more content in the future from the Internet, whether it's through your Sony PlayStation 3, which has a great graphics processor, which could handle it, or whether it's through the Xbox or whether they start building graphic processors and TV to handle it. And, um, you know, cell phones and iPad, it's all cute, but we need more content on our big, big old TV. And um, we want it. We want it. So that's out there as well. Now, Netflix reported a quarter two. And I'll talk a little bit about Netflix because they're publicly traded. I got an email like, wow, this is an expensive stock. Should I buy it? I'll tell you what Netflix did. I'll give you a little bit more color on Wall Street today, for instance. Um, got a little story on eBay, Green Mountain Coffee, Chipotle, or Chipotle, 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 Um, People like correcting my enunciation, so go ahead, bring it on. Anyway, 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm talking stocks. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. like blowing 10 grand in Vegas on the first day and then making it all back and more on the second. The Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. It's the big conversation during the the break was which would you rather wear, jean shorts, jorts, or leather shorts? Leather shorts are coming in fashion. And uh, there's a big story in the Wall Street Journal on that. And there's a... Uh, there's one that's like a, a sexy little mini skirt, but it's jeans and it's got strings in front and it, it's just sexy. It's like guys want to like strings. I could take the strings off. Like it, fashion designers know how to like play to men. They definitely know how to play to men. Um, but leather shorts are coming in and it's it's something that I don't know if I would have ever expected that. I throw that out there because in the world of investment, sometimes you get a little shocked. You don't realize things can come in that you don't. Fads can come in. For instance, we had a fad of oil a couple years ago that's no longer in fuego. Now we've got a fad of dividend yields. That's kind of interesting, right? People want that security. We're going through earnings season right now where the market's saying, you know what? You just came out with a great friggin' frag and quarter, and we're going to stop sending your stock higher. So there's fads in Wall Street. You got to get that, and you got to get that you're not going to pick up on each and every one of them. You're just not for instance. What's the biggest winner last year on on Wall Street? It, it, healthcare has been a huge winner. Drug stocks, HMOs, PPOs have been huge winning investments. Anyway, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Anyway. Where do I go with this? Um, oh, we would never have seen the healthcare stocks doing well in conventional wisdom land, which is not where I live. I live in unconventional world, but in conventional wisdom land, you would have thought that healthcare stocks underperform because the big media companies are beating them up as evil companies that aren't that we need to reform. Anyway, Netflix. I'm going to be honest with you. This one's shocking me a little bit. I'm taking a look at the price, and I missed this one. I knew Netflix. I mean, I, 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 I can sit on the show and tell you that Netflix is going to be part of my life for the next 10 years. I think. Now, I could be wrong. The last 10 years, they've been a part of my life. The little red envelope delivered to my home. I love it. No late fees. I love that as well. They reported a quarter. That was pretty damn good. 
pretty damn special. And it's not something that, like you're like, well, at some point in time, people aren't going to want their 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 DVDs delivered by mail, right? You know, that's the story. That's the knock on them. Because also, I sit there and I tell you all about the company called Redbox, who's owned by Coinstar. And today, I'll go to the drugstore, CVS, to get my drugs, and I'll go, ooh, I can get the 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 movie for a dollar. For instance, I recently watched recently rented the movie Moon. I loved the movie Moon. That was a fun movie. That was a movie that made you go, huh? I love that movie. So anyway, um, I totally digress. Totally digress. Um, so Netflix reported a great quarter, and they're a very expensive stock. So sometimes what we have to do is say, I'm not going to confuse my investments with things that I consume and that I absolutely positively love. Now, Peter Lynch, on the other hand, would say, if your kids are yelling at you, your kids are yelling at you, mom, dad, let's go to this restaurant or that restaurant, that you should probably invest in that restaurant. That when you go to a mall and you see nothing but people at a store, you should probably invest in that store. I think that's conventional wisdom. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily bad. It might be missing a little bit. So don't totally fall in love with that idea. I don't think it's it's totally off, but don't totally fall in love with that idea. So looking at Netflix, I listened to the conference call yesterday, and here's some conference call notes. Conference calls are, again, it's when the company shows us their junk. They open up their, their kimono, and we get to go, ooh, you got cash. Ooh, you got revenue. You got, oh God, you lost business. Like we get to see, right? So Netflix is talking about the distribution of instant watching. And people who go to Netflix.com and watch it online, which I think Heidi does a little bit of, which no, she doesn't. Oh, well, there's some people who barely use it. There's some people who use it a lot. They said, now it's a pretty typical, normal distribution, TV and movies. It's more towards TV than on DVD, but movies is still the majority. So uh, it appears that they're seeing some substitution of DVD rental for streaming. Now, a question for them is, what's the largest competitive threat facing Netflix today? And they said, well, there's a lot of competitive threats, and it's always hard to figure out what the biggest ones are. Certainly cable. You could rent a movie on cable for $3.99. You can get the, the Coinstar, Redstar, Redbox movie for a buck a day. You can get the Netflix subscription anywhere from 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month for whatever you want, no late fees. So they said cables out there, satellites out there, telcos out there, MSOs are out there. Just improving their products is one of the biggest threats uh, to them. So they said one of our biggest problems is we got to keep improving. Otherwise, those guys are going to catch us. They said more on demand, more HD TV everywhere, continuing to improve. Then there's the potential emergence of direct competitors, companies like Hulu, which they said out loud. They say that, you know, they do what we kind of do. So an analyst said to Netflix, what do you believe is the likely impact of the postal service? Remember, we did a story a couple weeks ago that the post office is going to stop delivering Saturday mail. Uh Oh, like suddenly, you know, you, you get your movies on Saturday, you watch Saturday night with your sugar booger, you put them in the mail on Monday They get them on Tuesday. They get your new selections Tuesday, and hopefully you get them by Wednesday, Thursday. But now everything's incredibly tight with one last day of of mail delivery. So they talked a little bit about that, and they said, you know, we're not particularly concerned. Streaming is continuing to grow. We'll be less and less sensitive to particular postal variations. The soonest they're talking about actually taking effect would be the middle of next year. 
So it's not a good thing for us in any way, shape, or form, but, you know, we got to continue to stream. Futures and streaming. Talked a little bit about Redbox. An analyst said, what do you think about Redbox? We've heard that they may start start streaming, and they may do a streaming price lower than your $9 a month. They may do it cheaper. And Netflix said, you know, we're not really all that worried about that. You know, they're they're a streaming competitor, but they don't know what they're doing yet. We beat Blockbuster. We stood on our own. They asked a little bit about the iPad. The analyst said, Netflix, how do you feel about the iPad? They said the new subscriber driver. They view it as more of a new subscriber driver and another device for subscribers that will improve the value proposition. You can get an iPad Netflix app. So they're going to expand onto the iPhone. They don't think the iPad affects the view of the mobile market for watching instantly. They think the they're not going to comment on gross margin for streaming versus non-streaming. It was a pretty good conference call. I'm not saying I'm not saying go invest in Netflix. I'm not doing that. Stocks up 13 bucks today. Apple had a blowout quarter. Netflix had a better blowout quarter. And I'm not comparing that, but Netflix is content. And there's always a debate on Wall Street of what's more important, the distribution channel or the content. Content's king, we've heard. We'll watch, you know, porn on a TV or on a computer or on an iPhone. We'll watch NBC Heroes on a computer, on a TV, on an iPhone. We'll watch it. I don't know if that's the most relevant show to use. How about I use a more vague show like Manimal, 1970s NBC show about a cop who could turn into animals, Manimal. We'll watch Manimal on cable, on TV, on iPhone, on the iPad. We want our Manimal. I know you're saying vague reference, Black, vague reference. Netflix is an all-time high today, and I say congratulations to Netflix. Reed Hastings is doing a great job with that company, and he's getting, like, hey, we got to get our content into the TV, onto the computer, onto the phone. Onto the iPad. It's a rock and roller. It's too much to chase at this point in time. If you want to own shares of Netflix because you think content's going to be on the iPhone, on the iPad, on the television, on the computer, then you buy a little bit today and a little bit later. I want everyone to go to Wikipedia or go Google Manimal. I couldn't make that up if I tried. 800-345-5639. NBC used to be a fun network. Where have they lost their sense of creativity? 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I do want to talk a little bit more technology or a little bit more investing. I want to talk a little Chipotle or Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle and Green Mountain Coffee. It's Rob Black Show. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Because you want to be able to afford your midlife crisis. It's the Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Call now. 1-800-345-5639. When I start quoting or when I start using manimal reference during the show, I sense a, a mental breakdown coming. So if I'm to tease something, I would look for me sometime in the next two to four weeks to lose my mind on air. Potentially soil myself, and start crying like Glenn Beck. I, I, I feel it coming. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Let's go to Laura in Burlingham. Laura. Hi, Rob. I just saw the news this morning uh, when Obama went to Wall Street, and I was just wondering if you had an opinion on what would happen to my Bank of America stock. Is this the Laura that I know in Burlingame, or is this a different Laura? Different. Really? Because 
There's a Lauren Burlingame who's got a little bit softer of a voice than you, a little bit high-pitched that used to call the show that hasn't called in a long time. Oh, well, maybe that is me then. I haven't called in a while. Are you, are you, in, the, are you in the financial industry? No, not at all, no. Okay. Are you a, a Jesus thumper? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm an airline pilot. You're a pilot for an airline? Yeah. That's pretty cool. What airline do you work for? UPS, the cargo company. Really? And I hear a little baby in the background. How often do you have to leave your baby? Um, once or twice a month. Okay. Do you like flying cargo or do you like flying people? Cargo. It's more stable of an industry. Okay. And how did you get into flying? Because, like, I think you have a job that a lot of us want. Oh, thanks. Well, my father was a pilot of small planes, and I got interested flying with him. Okay. And it's worked out pretty good for you? So far, so good, yeah. And you have no fear of, of crashes or anything horrible? No. <laughs> I, I got to ask, because I think everyone who gets on planes have a little bit of fear, because we're not driving or we're not flying, but um, it's good that the pilots don't have any fear, so to speak. I'm with you on that. Okay, so Bank of America and uh, President Barack Obama. You're a... you know, I bought it last year when it was pretty low. Just good. sort of a long shot, long-term gamble. Um I, th- I think it's still working out for you, and you know their recent quarter was a quarter where they made billions. I feel very good about it in the midterm and long term. I think it's a twenty-five dollar stock, maybe by the end of this year. Um, I think credit's improving. I think the economy's improving. I think that'll help most of their metrics improve. I think long term, is it going to be a sixty-dollar stock? I don't think so. I, I don't think that. The Obama administration is setting up the financials to be crazy, out of control, drunk, profitable. But somewhere down the road, they'll be crazy, out of control, drunk, profitable again. So I'm not really that worried by it. Uh, The valuation doesn't freak me out. They've diluted their shareholders enormously. But they've also taken a lot of the players, a lot of the competition away. So um, I'm comfortable with it. It's trading about 10 times next year's earnings. And I think it can easily go to 12 to 14 times next year's earnings this year. So I'm good with it. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Bye-bye. 800-345-5639. Nice and pleasant. Charlie, you going to be nice and pleasant, or am I going to have to taser you? No. <laughs> I'm going to be nice. Um, although Manibals does sound like a good show. Yeah, yeah. Did, do you remember Manimal? No. Okay, okay. Here was the premise. It only ran for like six or seven episodes, but a dude was able to change himself into any animal. And um, it started with a quote, Dr. Jonathan Chase, wealthy, young, handsome, a man with the brightest of futures, a man with the darkest of pasts. Jonathan Chase, master of the secrets to divide man from animal, animal from man, manimal. It was so awful, it was wonderful. But anyway. <laughs> what I've got, what I want, need your advice about. Okay. I've got a uh, credit card bill, works a little bit slow, I'm an electrician, works a little bit slow, so I'm not able to fill my, pay my bill off as fast as I'd like to. Okay. What I'm thinking about is uh, I've got some money in a, in a Roth, and I'm thinking about selling off part of the Roth, pay off the credit card bill. Is it worthwhile, A, um, until work picks back up again? And is it affecting my credit rating? Um, how much do you have in debt? 6000 6000 What is the debt? What's the interest uh, rate? You know, just credit card. Uh, what what rate? Oh, uh, well, I've got, got on a special rate now at one9 but it will float up to market rate after six or seven more months. Okay, and are you able to whittle it down any? Are you making yeah, any Yeah, I'm whittling progress? it down, but I'm not making, you know, the work's been slow, so I haven't been able to pay it off. You know, I'm able to pay five, $600 off a month, but it's still a long, slow process. 
Try well, the other way I was thinking about it, you just pay it off completely and not worry about it. I can't quite gauge your age. How old are you? 56. So you can't yet take money out of the Roth uh, without some... Well, actually, you could probably take it out without penalty. Um, because the benefit... You've already paid the taxes on it. So if you wanted to do it, I would wait till the rate goes higher. Okay. Um, I think I would continue to service the debt. I would prefer you don't do it, Charlie. Because without sounding like a religious thumper, you're stealing from Peter to pay Paul. Your Peter is your retirement nest egg. Paul is your credit card debt. Um, and you can't confuse the two. I, okay. In my opinion, I never, ever, never confuse the two. I don't feed myself until I fund my retirement. And if I don't fund my retirement, I don't eat. Um, and I, I don't take for my retirement to eat. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be skinny man if I have to. Um, is there any other, like, can you look at your budget and... and Cut cable for six months and oh, it's uh, we we've already done that. Maybe cut yeah. maybe cut gym membership or something. Yeah, already already did all that. And so just, you're living just, pretty skinny then. Yeah, we're a little living tight right now. Okay, and just waiting for work to pick back up, but it hasn't yet. And I'm going okay. Well, I'm I'm like I said, I'm easing it down, but I'm not paying it off, and it just yeah. you know it, it just it floats right around there. I heart I don't use the card anymore, so it just does paying off everything now. I tend to say pay off any debt over 8%. So as long as you can keep that credit card debt under 8%, I'd prefer your money be in the market. But if you do find a situation where your rate goes to 10, 12, 13, 15, 16%, then yeah, I would tap into that Roth. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Charlie. Bye. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. No right answer. That's that's the thing that stinks about that. And good golly, I wish I had a little bit more time with him to do more of an interview on where his budget is and or isn't. Looks like Heidi's making her way to the microphone. Heidi, on occasion, she's been on vacation for a week and she was bad. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to update the podcast. And she didn't update the podcast. Left us high and dry as listeners and as, as talent goes. How are you, Heidi? I'm doing well, refreshed and relaxed. Okay, which is good because I think I burn you out. I'm so tough to work with. You are. You're super high maintenance. Super high. You're constantly shaking your fist at me, putting me down, um, lowering my self-esteem. You're creating fiction. Um, I tell you nothing but great things about you. You're horrifying. You're confusing me with your husband. No, that's he's a gem. Is he a gem? Yeah. Okay. So I thought I boosted your your self-confidence. No, you're mean and evil. That's why I needed a week-long vacation. I know, and you actually took six days, which was killing me. Yep. So six business That's how days. bad it was. I know, I know. And you went to Coachella. How was it? It was awesome. There was a lot of kids there, though. It made me feel really old. You are kind of old. That's that's something that you and I talked about before we went on air on how, cha- how we change as people is that I once went to a... 20 years ago, I went to a, a big arena show for New Year's Eve because it was my favorite artist. And I was like... I'm never doing this again. Like I won't go, I won't see a concert in an arena ever again, ever again. Well, that was the question. At what age are you too old to go to festivals? I think I you, might, yeah. I might be too old. This might be the last year. Yeah. Although there were, because of the bands that were playing like Sly and family and the family stone who yeah. never showed up by the way. Um, and Devo, there were a lot of older bands there. So there, there was a crowd that was considerably older than me. You enjoy the so. desert, the sun. Yes. Okay, good. Yes, so, it was fabulous. Real quick question. Um, what do you think about today's show? I'm loving it. <laughs> You're loving it. I'm totally loving it. Would you watch Manimal? I, you know, you've piqued my interest. If I get it on eBay, will you come over I and sit on my to. couch and eat corn chips with me? 
Yeah, I need to find out more about this manimal. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, yeah. Heidi. Okay. America loves Heidi. And oh, wait, 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 one more thing, Heidi. Correct yes, pronunciation of Chipotle. Chipotle. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Chipotle, Mexican Grill, ticker symbol CMG. This has been a stock that I've talked about for the last year. And it's one of those stocks that I don't personally own. I wish I did. It was a stock that was easy to show you what's happening and why. And what I mean by that is it's restaurant. It's a little bit better than fast food, a little bit less than casual dining. So it's got a little bit of a cafeteria feel to it at times. But the stock's been on fire. It's been on fire. Let's see if I could pull up the stock for you ever so quickly. I just pulled up Bank of America because we were just talking about Bank of America. But CMG reported a great quarter. Their stock is up today, 12%, up 15 bucks. And since we started talking about it last year, it's gone from about $65 to $142, up well over 100%. And basically, analysts are saying, I think it's a $150 stock. Basically, fifth consecutive quarter of upside, driven by low food and low labor costs. Difference between this quarter and prior quarters is the dramatic improvement in traffic trends. So now in the previous quarters, they were able to cut food costs and they were able to cut labor costs. But this quarter, they also got more people in their stores. And the expectation for prolonged beat and raise cycle, it's sustainable, near best in class, 10% plus unit growth, improving new unit productivity and notes noting that increased evidence of margin sustainability. For instance, what that means is they've had five quarters now where they've kept their margins good because they've kept their food cost contained and their labor cost contained. And they've got 950 quick casual eateries that serve burritos and other Mexican food items. And you can build a one and a quarter pound burrito from a lineup that includes chicken, steak, barbecue, pork, uh, beans, rice, guacamole, and various other things. There's 65,000 choices. And what's nice about it is the food's good. They serve tacos, they serve chips, they serve sauce, they serve beer, they serve margaritas. The food's good. It feels fresh. Now, I may be showing I may be showing something that I don't want to show there. I'm not against this company in any way, shape, or form. I think it's actually doing pretty damn good. Now, it's expensive at this point in time because they're trading at 36 times this year's earnings. And keep in mind, they don't turn beans into natural gas. They turn beans into food. Now, you turn it into some gassy issues, but it's not natural gas. It's pretty unnatural, if if you know what I'm saying. So it's trading at 27 times next year's earnings. I think it's looking too expensive. I don't think they can open enough stores to really qualify it and to really say, I'm willing to pay this price today. Now, I may be wrong. Oh, good God, we're out of time. I want to stay for another hour. I want to stay for another hour. Anyway, Chipotle, uh, Mexican Girl, CMG, CMG. To me, it just feels a little too expensive on evaluation because, again, they're not changing the world. There's nothing that crazy. 800-345-5639. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 if you want to wait 22 hours. Hey, I'm watching the Sharks game tonight. You better as well. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show, plus business news and investment ideas. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. One day is fine, the next is black. So if you want me off your back. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.